welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General Office has joined fight for SSI. Puerto Rico High Court not guilty verdict must be unanimous. New York has a Caribbean-American lieutenant governor. African-Caribbean leaders and very successful summit. Puerto Rico awards ICF $22 million to support post-disaster revitalization. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, September 10th. We start our report today in the U.S. Virgin Islands. The VI Free Press reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General's Office has joined the legal fight for parity in supplemental security income benefits denied to territorial residents in the Supreme Court case, United States versus Valero Madero. The case challenges the fact that otherwise eligible citizens can be denied supplemental security income, SSI, simply because they happen to live in Puerto Rico or other U.S. territories, according to a statement from the nonprofit Equally America. This historic case will once again provide the Supreme Court the choice to either turn the page on continued discrimination against citizens in the territories who remain politically disenfranchised or continue the dark legacy of the insular cases, according to a statement from Neil Weir, president and founder of Equally America, which supports equality for the 3.5 million citizens living in U.S. territories, 98% of whom are racial or ethnic minorities. U.S. Virgin Islands Attorney General Denise George issued a statement this week on the Virgin Islands amicus briefing filed in support of Valero Madero. Unlike the states, the constitutional rights and equality of U.S. citizens do not automatically apply to unincorporated territories. Instead, the civil and constitutional rights of the inhabitants of such territories, like the U.S. Virgin Islands, are determined by an act of Congress, such as the Revised Organic Act, the Attorney General said. The government of the Virgin Islands amicus briefing supports Madero in the case and acts that the court reverse the insular cases and afford equal treatment and equal protection to Virgin Islanders and other inhabitants of unincorporated territories in SSI and other federal benefits, according to George. United States versus Valero Madero will be heard by the U.S. Supreme Court in its upcoming 2021-2022 term. Puerto Rico's Supreme Court ruled Thursday that not guilty verdicts in criminal cases must be unanimous. This marks a significant change in how jury trials are conducted in the U.S. territory. For nearly seven decades, Puerto Rico's constitution has allowed a minimum of nine jurors for such verdicts. The 5-2 decision comes more than a year after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that jury verdicts must be unanimous to convict in criminal cases, a decision that affected Louisiana, Oregon, and Puerto Rico, which had not required unanimity 
In guilty verdicts, it sparked discussions in Puerto Rico about how the island's judicial system should handle not guilty verdicts. In their decision, the majority of judges of Puerto Rico's Supreme Court said, Justice demands unanimity be required for not guilty verdicts to maintain the same decision proportion for both guilty and not guilty verdicts, as required by Puerto Rico's constitutions. Two judges dissented. One accused his colleagues of distortion and the other said the decision ignores constitutional protections. The dissenters also argue that a defendant's culpability is being judged, not their innocence. The ruling stems from a 2016 case involving a Puerto Rico man accused of first-degree murder and other charges. New York now has a Caribbean-American lieutenant governor. Newly installed female governor Kathy Hochul selected Caribbean-American New York State Senator Brian Benjamin, 44, for the post. Benjamin, son of Guyanese mother and Jamaican father, had represented the New York State Senate District 30, which encompasses Harlem, East Harlem, and the Upper West Side in Manhattan. He was also chair of New York Senate Committee on Revenue and Budget and senior assistant majority leader, where he distinguished himself as a leader in criminal justice reform and affordable housing. Benjamin and Hochul previously worked together on several key issues, including fighting the opioid epidemic and boosting addiction recovery programs, supporting minority and women-owned business enterprises, and making it easier for New Yorkers to vote. I want to thank Governor Hochul for trusting me with the incredible honor of serving alongside her as Lieutenant Governor. Governor Hochul is a collaborator who makes sure everyone has a seat at the table and, like me, is laser-focused on listening to the needs of New Yorkers and empowering local leaders, Benjamin said, in accepting the post. St. Lucia Times reports that the first-ever African-Caribbean Community CARICOM Summit has ended with the acknowledgement of the need for closer socioeconomic relations, as well as establishing the infrastructure that would allow for the greater movement of people from the two regions towards each other. Kenya's president, Yuri Kenyatta, who co-chaired the virtual summit, described the deliberations as a very successful summit that was held under the theme, Unity Across Continents and Oceans, Opportunities for Deepening Integration. The summit has laid a firm foundation on which to build strong political, cultural, and socioeconomic cooperation for all people of African descent. This summit has provided a platform to envision a future anchored on shared prosperity for our two regions in this context. We have a rich, productive discussion on the key pillars of this shared vision, Kenyatta said at the closing ceremony. He said that the first pillar is the aspiration of the leaders for a much deeper political cooperation and collaboration between the African Union and the Caribbean community, building on our shared heritage. The second is to manage the risks and threats that confront us, in particular the management of the impact of the coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, climate change, 
change, debt sustainability, all of which require a multinational approach. He said that the summit had agreed to work together across the two regions to define our priorities and ensure that the global response is aligned to our unique challenges. He said that the other pillar identified for cooperation is the promotion and expansion of trade and investment, with a focus on new frontiers such as technology and, in particular, fintech and the blue economy to catalyze fast recovery and growth for the respective economies. It was noted that even though the G20 debt service suspension initiated was welcome and that the progress has been achieved in facilitating higher pandemic-related spending, there was still a need for enhanced debt relief measures and for financial access and for innovative approaches to debt sustainability and fiscal access to enable countries in our region to focus on achieving sustainable development goals and the goals of the Paris Agreement. The PR Newswire reports that the government of Puerto Rico's Department of Housing recently awarded Global Consulting and Digital Services provider ICF a new $22 million contract to implement its city revitalization program. The contract has a term of five years, including a three-year base and two one-year options. The city revitalization program will manage the investment of nearly $1.3 billion of Puerto Rico's Community Development Block Grant Disaster Recovery Funds for 78 municipalities and eligible organizations to help shape and implement the future vision of communities that were affected by Hurricanes Irma and Maria. ICF will support the implementation of critical local recovery projects, such as the rehabilitation or construction of building and public infrastructure improvements. These projects are intended to revitalize downtown areas and key economic corridors, bring community businesses back, and encourage tourism. The devastating impact of Hurricanes Irma and Maria had on Puerto Rico's economic infrastructure is one of the largest barriers to the island's recovery, said Andrew Levanway, ICF Senior Vice President and Disaster Management Lead. We are fully invested in helping Puerto Rico's Department of Housing revitalize its downtown areas, community corridors, and green spaces to promote long-term sustainable economic development across the island. ICF has successfully managed recoveries for the largest and most complex natural disasters in U.S. history. In partnership with local experts and partners, the company has implemented mitigation and recovery efforts for over 100 U.S. state and local entities following over 50 different disaster declarations funded by multiple federal sources. The company supports communities across the disaster management life cycle and is an industry leader in end-to-end -end mitigation services, from assessment to public engagement and planning through implementation.
The University of the West Indies congratulates Ambassador Sumer. Dr. The Honorable June Sumer has been confirmed with the Order of Jose de Marcoleta and the degree of Grand Cross, which is the highest distinction the Republic of Nicaragua can confer upon a foreign diplomat. The official conferral took place at a virtual ceremony hosted in August. Dennis Colindres, Minister of Foreign Affairs of Nicaragua, conferred the award. The event was also attended by several members of the diplomatic corps across Latin America and the Caribbean. Ambassador Sumer is the current chair of the University of the West Indies Open Campus Council. She also received her PhD from the University of the West Indies Cave Hill Campus in 1994, becoming the first female to graduate from that campus with a doctorate in history. She also later lectured at the campus. In another fur, she was the first female secretary general of the Association of Caribbean States, a role which she served for the period of 2016 to 2020. Ambassador Sumer is also an accomplished author and historian by training with diverse experiences through her work in the diplomatic, financial, and educational sectors regionally and internationally. With over 35 years of academic and professional experience functioning at the managerial, operational, and technical levels, she has a keen understanding of contemporary development issues and continues to advocate for equality and equity in sustainable development, especially for the Caribbean region. Commenting on the distinguished award, Vice Chancellor of the University of the West Indies, Professor Sir Hilary Beckles said, Dr. Sumer is one of the best and finest of Caribbean citizens. She deserves the recognition that is bestowed on her. It will serve to spur her to contribute even more to the advancement of the region. We at the University of the West Indies join with the government and the people of Nicaragua in celebration of the outstanding work of this regional advocate and ambassador. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Friday, September 10th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and follow us on Facebook.